Hi everyone, it's Melissa here. Welcome to the Chief Energy Officer Tribe. We're guaranteed to raise your vibe. Together we're shifting from tolerable, justifiable coping to Chief Energy Officer Mojo. This bonus series is all about why I believe becoming your own Chief Energy Officer is one of the best moves you can make in your leadership and your life. We get into the how. I learned the hard way, waiting till the great energy crisis of my early 40s. My experience combined with 20 years in business supporting people and teams to deliver the goods led to my big energy aha. I learned that meaningful productivity and performance are an outcome of how we feel. My mission is for you and your teams to become Chief Energy Officers sooner. Start from where you are, access my free resources today to support you. Go to chiefenergyofficer.scoreapp.com. That's chiefenergyofficer.scoreapp.com. Your momentum starts now. Of course he'll want that promotion. What did she just say? How could they not agree with that? And why on earth does it feel like everyone thinks I'm overreacting? I was thinking the other day about that song, I spent six months in a leaking boat. Glug, glug, glug. Well, if we're spending months in a leaking boat, just trying to keep afloat, like the Split End song, we might be surrounded by values misalignment in our lives. So welcome back to the Chief Energy Officer bonus series. And today I'm going to talk briefly about how energetically draining or gaining it can be when we are both aware of what our core personal values are and for the most part we're taking ownership to actually live in alignment with them at work at home and in our relationships and it's actually not that difficult to be misaligned when we don't start to get under our values The quote that I read recently was failure to live your values is not a setback. It's actually a real failure. And I have seen that and experienced that so many times. Some examples just recently, someone was sharing with me that they joined the company they're with because of the talk about inclusion through the through the process of being selected and uh, all the materials they'd read. But over a period of time, there was this uncomfortable sense emerging in the perspective around processes and how they did things. So when she heard inclusion and then she was involved in a recruitment process, she felt there was a real lack of transparency and in her mind, a lack of fairness. Now, the other side of that coin was perhaps, you know, the organization were pushing through quickly, who knows? But what I helped her see was her personal value of fairness was being breached in this situation. So it wasn't just about whether we're inclusive or not. It was actually getting under that to know why that was bothering her so much. And guess what? That wasn't just clear that it was bothering her to her. That was clear to others around her as well. Someone else recently, he said to me, you know, I was in a meeting and really looking forward to kind of hearing from more people around what we were talking about, trying to make this decision. And I just felt cut off, not heard. You know, I really didn't feel like I was treated with respect. Now, many people have a core value of respect, but what was happening there, and you can see how this happens, is that the other person running that meeting 
had a value of efficiency. So they were sort of gunning to get this done and get an outcome. And, and the other side of that coin was this other guy was feeling like there was no sense of collaboration or democracy in how that meeting was run. I think about my kids. They, four kids, they are obsessed with equity. Like I'm talking about, you know, we're counting out like literally grapes, cherries, we're breaking things in half. Um, we put, if I put a bowl of roast potatoes on the table, they're asking like, how many can we have each to make sure that it's equal? Same goes for pancakes and halloumi. Now I have a value of flexibility. They have a value of equity and those things can really bump up against each other. Something else, um, I've often heard there's a manager I've worked with who is very much up for people being proactive, like taking initiative to drive things forward, whether it's around their own development or making a decision in business or a recommendation. Now, what's happened is there's a couple of people on his team that are more motivated or wired towards sort of security and tradition. And so they're not demonstrating that sort of initiative that he's looking for. So you start to see how these little values misalignments, they just play out everywhere. Um, and so it really becomes incumbent upon us as chief energy officers to really understand when we feel triggered and pissed off and like people don't understand us, it's often because they're bumping up against our values. So values describe what is important to you. They represent what you prefer, you desire, you like, you don't like. Um, they really help you orient your decision making through different stages and areas of your life. And people talk about, you know, values for different parts of your life, work, personal, career. I must admit, I've really started to sort of challenge that over the years. I think there might be values for different seasons, but I don't personally feel that because I value, say, authenticity and growth, that I don't value, I, you know, I, I see I value that across the board, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't see that I value that just in my work. Like that's a theme for me in my life. I worked, you know, um, in the fitness industry. I did science and phys ed, and now I, you know, work with people. There's always been this thing around growth and movement and shifts. So that's an example for me. The point is, it's really important for you to get under them. So I had another client recently tell me she was making a significant change and what she has learned over the years, again, on this notion of really being clear on how to not just optimize your time, but optimize your energy as well. And the powerful combination of that is that she's using her values to go through the process now to choose where she is going to work next. And she has the privilege and she's earned the right to have that scrutiny to choose. And she's with that in mind, she's got like a little checklist that she's developed so that she knows uh, that that is like a two-way process and that she can make that selection. Someone else just said to me last week, you know, I'm in a process, I value flexibility. And I said to her, yeah, that's great. I mean, we all talk about flexibility, but like, what does that actually mean to you? So that is my challenge to all of us here this week is, um, you know, the twists and turns of our lives, like when things are not going great. And I look back and I think, wow, where I've had that contrast that is often showing us what we really value. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us to figure out what is that code of ethics for us? Like, how can we have that clear so that we can make those right decisions? How can we manage ourselves better emotionally when 
we're in a situation um, that is bumping up against our values and so that we don't, you know, that doesn't get the better of us. So I really believe that, um, and there's, look, there's lots of information out there about how to do that. So I'll leave you with that, um, just to think about it from both sides of the fence. Like, what is it that's really important to you and what does that mean to you? And if you are looking for um, a job or a tribe or anything like that, I'd ask, I'd, I'd you know, encourage you to think about if there's a certain value or um, something that is really important to you, how can you get under that to really get a sense of what that actually looks like and sounds like and feels like so you can make a values aligned decision, like not just accepting that, you know, the, the same value you have, that same word means the same things to someone else. So enjoy getting under your values. It's a huge source of energy. Keep going, Chief Energy Officers, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I'm very excited as we build this growing community of growers. And I'd love to hear your feedback on anything you want to hear more about people that you think would be great for us to have a chat with. Please leave me some feedback or if you want any support, use the functions via the podcast or the email, the Facebook group or the Instagram, all of it in the notes. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to see your pictures of you growing and what you're working on. Please share the podcast and review it in iTunes as we build this community. Thanks so much. Thank you.